The warm-up is proudly sponsored by Voiceify. Stick around to find out what Voiceify can do for your brand. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the warm-up with Orient Live, the best place to get your Orient content with all the exclusives and the most special guests. Uh, and tonight is absolutely no different because uh, we've got he's got exactly what we need, and we've got him. It's Richie Wellens who will be joining us very shortly to make sure uh, if you've got any questions put to the Orient manager, you get them in now. Uh, we're also going to be looking back at the action from Saturday's game against Hartlepool uh, and looking ahead to this Saturday's game against Tranmere. And I'm delighted to also be joined by the Orient Live pundits, uh, Glenn Wilkie, obviously former Orient defender as well, and journalist Brendan picture uh, make sure to invite uh, your friends along to listen to this space and the last two episodes are also available to listen back to on apple podcasts and spotify so go over and subscribe to that but firstly let's start brendan with with saturday's game against hartlepool the unbeaten start to the season continues yeah absolutely it's another great performance another victory i think Probably going to be let down the fact, but we can see the two goals. I think we defended so well this season. We probably let ourselves down a little bit with those two goals, but I know there's a dodgy refereeing decision involved in one of those goals. But yeah, great attacking performance. And it's kind of one of those things where you can only really beat what's in front of you. Hartlepool weren't great, but we put them to the sword and looked like a real kind of side that were, that were a force to be reckoned with. And Glenn, everyone was saying about how when we click, it will be scary and... I think three goals against Colchester, four goals against Hartlepool. The strikers are getting off off the mark. It really does feel like we're starting to click and put teams to the sort, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Creating lots of chances, uh, scoring scoring goals, like you just said. Um, listening to to Richie after the games, he thinks we can score a lot more in games and uh, put the game to bed early, early earlier than what we do. So um, it does seem like we are clicking, but it seems like there's much more to come. And let's talk about some of the striking options while we're on the subject of goals, Brendan. Charlie Kelman getting another goal, Smith on there, and Ruel Sotiriu getting his first as well. It, it feels like going into these league games, we're, we're starting to become really dangerous and teams are going to fear us. Yeah, absolutely. We saw um, Aaron Drynan make his return last night. And I think right before the season started, we we're all kind of going, oh, it'd be great when Drynan's back. That would be a, a real plus for us. But he's got a real job to get into that side because Charlie Kelman hasn't hasn't put a foot wrong so far. He's done, done an exceptional job in there and he's such a natural goal scorer. It seems like any time he gets a chance, he's going to finish it. And he's also kind of added that work rate to his game and, and he presses really well. And then you've got the players alongside him like Theo Archibald and Paul Smith who are in electric form. And that means that someone like Rose Sotiri, who we saw at the back end of last season, had such a good run, just can't get in the side at the minute. So it is kind of though. Uh, it's some great options to have for Richie and, and um, don't envy him trying to name a team over the next few weeks but I'm sure all those players are going to have to play their part at some point and looking at the midfield as well there's goals from there and, and in particular George Moncur being able to score a penalty we know it's been quite tricky for us but he looks confident from the spot and he also looks really settled in that midfield three alongside Prattley and, and the lonely Idris Elmizuni how, how good is it to see that, that midfield really clicking as well Glenn? Yeah, they're, they're getting into their groove, aren't they? They're, they're sort of understanding where they should be on the pitch. They've, they've only been together, what, well, especially with Idris, only a few games. So he's still finding his feet in there, but he's listening to the experienced players around him. Monker's getting fitter every game. So he, he's a special, special player when we've seen him. 
he, he just looks so comfortable on the ball and, and he's got that that X factor, you know, when he goes forward, like Paul Smith, when he gets the ball, he gets he gets the crowd off their feet and like sort of expect the unexpected. I just think they look really, really good, but um, they look solid as well with Darren Prattley in there. He's will cut. I'm going to come on to him a bit later, but I think we look very, very good in there. And uh, hopefully, everyone stays injury free. And like Brendan said, with the forwards, competition for places is great, and and the players will be looking over their shoulder, knowing if they're not putting the putting the performances in, somebody behind them on the bench is going to come in, and they could take their place. So it really lifts everyone in that team. And just picking up on that, obviously, the, the starting lineups have been very consistent recently. There hasn't been tons of change. And how much do you think that consistency across the pitch, Brendan, is, is contributing to, to our success, especially in the league? Yeah, absolutely. I think so, a big factor of the success is the fact that we haven't had the most hectic summer window in terms of Richie has picked a lot of the players that he worked with at the back end of last season. So they all know what to expect from him and they've carried that form. They showed at the back end of last season that took us away from, from the relegation zone. And, and, and we've added to it with bits of quality like um, Charlie Kelman and George Moncur. And, and I think the final piece of the jigsaw was El Mazzuni coming in. So yeah, it, it is, you don't change a winning team, do you? So there's no reason for for Richie to chop and change at this point in time because we're in such great run of form. But there's going to be times over the next month or two where the fixtures are going to pile up and you're going to need to use your squad. So it's good to see that we've got that kind of, those players who perhaps will be knocking on the door and will provide really, really good competition for places. And just on the subject of that, then I know we've got a few questions for Richie later and obviously the the transfer window closing. People are asking about that and any incomings. Um, but, but just on the subject of, of how kind of good our starting eleven is, I know Martin Ling's always very vocal about how if we sign a player, they've got to they've got to improve the squad in a way. And it feels like that'd almost be hard to do at the moment, it, just considering the form they're all in. Well, I think he's right. You've got you can't add add a player who's a, a weaker player or a lesser player to the squad because what's the point? If you're gonna get if you're gonna go out and recruit, you need people who can come and add something a bit different or be just as solid as, as what you got. Because if there is injuries or suspensions coming in, you want someone of a really good quality. You don't want just a body on the pitch doing an average job. You want someone who can add to the team. So I think Martin Lim's right there. You've got to add a bit of quality to your squad and they've got to improve that squad. And just to pick up uh, on, on what you said just a little bit earlier, Brendan, and just to, to kind of wrap up our discussions on on last Saturday's game, the, the one downside probably would have been the, the two goals that were conceded, but it was uncharacter, uncharacteristic of this side. And do you think that maybe makes it even the more so frustrating? Yeah, absolutely. I think if you listen to, we've all heard the interviews after every game from not just Richie himself, but the players, they keep saying, oh, we're, we um, we know we can do more. We're winning these games, but we feel we can still still do more. And I think that's the kind of mentality, we, mentality we've got now. I think... Um, Lawrence Vigaru said after the Colchester game that he, he was disappointed that we conceded that goal against Colchester despite it being a, a consolation goal and, and it didn't really mean anything. And that's a it's a really good mentality to have in that we're just, even the slightest things, even if it doesn't affect the result this time, we want to cut up those stopping mistakes because it might cost us eventually. And those levels seem to have increased from, from last season, even since Richie came in halfway through the season. Those levels seem to have, to have gone up that, another degree, Glenn. And, and what would you maybe put that down to? Well, you, you look at Richie Wellens, his playing career, he played over 600 games. You look at the character he is and, and how he comes across. I don't know him personally, 
But in football, and in a lot of sport, you get winners. And winners like to win. They don't like losing. And they'll instill that as a manager, as a coach. If you've got that winning mentality, like Brendan just said about Loz saying about conceding the goal late at Colchester, yes, the game's game's won, but conceding the goal, he'll be frustrated because he probably don't get a clean sheet bonus. However, it's just, it's like you say, that winning mentality, you don't want to give your opposition anything. You don't want to give them half a chance. You just want to, you want to play the perfect game, you know, you just don't, you want to shut everyone out. And and it is a real mindset when, when you're in that changing room and, and you're in a good squad and you know you can do better and you want to do better. It's just getting that across because we saw it last season after Christmas when the, when the club and the team went on a bad run of form. We were screaming out for more experience on the pitch. We needed them. We wanted them to be more vocal. We wanted them to have that bit between their teeth. You know, you wanted winners on the pitch and we didn't see many winners. The, the players who, who were like that at the beginning, uh, well, before Christmas, that tailed off. We don't know what happened. That tailed off. But with Richie and this season, well, back end of last season, he instilled that. I mean, you can see it now. They've really got that grittiness to their performances as well. And they, and they do not like losing, which shows when we've not lost this season, they've got that extra dimension to their play this season. Well, that was the Hartlepool game then. And obviously that wrapped up the first six games of the season, leaving the O's unbeaten in the league and having a near perfect start as well, leaving them top of the table. And we're absolutely delighted now to be joined by the one and only, it's the super Richie Wellens. Uh, he's joining us now on this space. Richie, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Uh, and just to maybe start off with the first question, uh, did you expect us to start this season so well? Um, well, it was, it was a tricky pre-season. Obviously, we had quite a few injuries. Um, it's always nice to get off to a good start. I think us going with Paul Smith up front allowed us an attacking threat in this game and after that we, we things started started to, to fit into place nicely um, and since then we've had quite a few of our injured players return so um, I did expect a good start did he expect the start to be as good as this probably not and I don't know if you heard our conversation just before you came on, but we, we said the level seemed to have increased a little bit from last season, even after since, since you joined halfway through. Uh, is there anything you'd put that down to over the summer? Anything that's maybe changed or, or, or what's, what's happened? Our level of football, our level of fitness? The level of everything, really, just the, the intensity and just the levels of expectation as well. No, I think we've improved the squad. So if you look at the players that have left the, the club, and the players that have come into the club, I think the level's above what 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 left. Um, and then obviously you have a full pre-season, even though it was a little bit disjointed, you have a full pre-season to, to always get the, the players as fit as possible because I do think we play a high-intensity game and you have to fit be fit to, to fit into that. Um, and the biggest thing is players. You can be the best coach in the world. If you haven't got good players to work with, it's, it's irrelevant. What I feel I've got is I feel I've got a, a good group of players, both in terms of of technical ability but they want to work they want to put the effort in they want to fight for the club and that goes a long way and along with that tactically they're improving all the time as well and there seems to be when we said about high levels of expectation we've had players come out after games and and, and be visibly upset about even just conceding a goal about not picking up all three points we yet to lose a game this season how pleasing is that for you as a manager to see that from your squad no, I think that has to come from me. So sometimes probably, the players are probably saying I, I, I can moan a little bit, but 
when I, when I have such faith in these players and I know what levels I've I've, I've worked with players before, it, it was a very similar mindset with players at Swindon, and um, you know I worked with likes of Keshi Anderson, Jerry Yates. If I could mention probably seven, eight more hungry lads, I looked and I thought I've got faith in you that if you buy into this project, then you'll go on to your career. You'll go on in your career, and a lot of them players are now playing the, the trade in the championship. So I look at a lot of players in our squad, and I think if I didn't set certain demands on him, it always has to be within the within their frames of ability. I'm, I can't ask them to do things that they're, they're not capable. So, for example, I'll never ask them to, to take six players on and put in the top corner. But what we ask of, of them is we feel that they're capable of. And when they do buy into it, I honestly think there's so much improvement in our group. And our players, I feel there's a lot of them. We've obviously got the experienced ones that have played at higher level, the likes of Darren Prattler. But I think we've got a lot of players that are capable of playing at higher level. So if the players that <coughs> go on to play at higher level, they train every single day properly. They make good decisions over a, a long period of time. So so that's what we want to get to. We want to make sure that listen, the, the culture's the game at the end. It should have been a 4-5-0 game for, for me. And in the end, we could have we could have scraped a 3-2. So as, as long as you're setting the standards in training and setting your standards in, in, in the game and people follow them, then I think you're on the road to success. Um, in an interview you did last year, Richie, when you joined the club, um, you said about the kind of atmosphere you created at Swindon in terms of you came into the ground and, and you felt like the opposition felt on the back foot immediately because there was such kind of a, a positive thing going around the ground at the minute. Do you feel like you're kind of starting to get that at Brisbane Road when you turn up on Saturday now? I, I get the feeling when I, when I come out, you know, five minutes before the match is about to kick off, I just, I, I just like the feel. So I know the players are feeling like that. And once you get a, a set of players that are comfortable in their environment and feel good about themselves, then that you know that that can be so so powerful. So our home record this year has been fantastic. You know, and our home support as well as our way support has been fantastic as well. And listen, I still think there's room for improvement. I think we can get more people, and I think we get our atmosphere better. But yeah, the players, the players and myself are loving playing at home. Hi, Richie, it's Glenn here. Hi, Glenn. Um, just, wanted to ask, just wanted to ask you a couple of questions. Other than the results so far this season in the league, what's pleased, what have you been most pleased with so far? And is there anything surprised you, good or bad, in the, in those first six games? Um, overall, so the, the, the six games, the basics, we've done really, really well. Um, and our work rate. So we actually was looking um, at the stats in our league um, today, we was going through them with Joe, our analyst, and um, we are first or second in every pressing aspect, high pressing aspect, every mid press aspect. So, our work rate has, and, and our basics have been the fundamentals of, of what we've we've done really well so far. I was a little bit surprised early on that we wasn't scoring as many goals as what I thought we should score, but obviously not since then we scored seven in two. So. I, I always did say that our strikers would take the most time to get up to speed. But, um, you know, the likes of Theo, the likes of Ruel, uh, Paul Smith and, and Charlie Kelman, you know, they've been fantastic. And we've got we've still got Harry Smith to, to get to his best and Aaron Julian coming back. So, yeah, it's been fantastic. And just before we move on to some of the fans' questions, then you've already mentioned about the home atmosphere and how confident the lads are playing at home it's another one in E10 this Saturday when Tranmere come and, and just how confident are the boys surely keeping that unbeaten start to the season intact is, is at the forefront of everyone's minds no but I think 
<clears throat> one thing I would never do, I would never allow results to cloud over the general feel about the club. So we're going into every single game at the minute confidence because not because of just our results or our performances on a Saturday or on a Tuesday, it's because of our level of training every single day. And when you train at the level that we're training at the moment, it's not a surprise that when Saturday comes along, it's not a, it's not a switch, you can't flick it on and off. So, you know, that's why we go into every game confident because the, tr the standard of training is very, very high and we're taking that into the games. So we'll move to some of the fans' questions now. And if any of the you fans do want to uh, request to speak and ask Richie anything, do get involved. But I'm going to start off with some of the ones we've got on Twitter. Um, and there's a couple that are quite similar. Firstly, James Reynolds asks, uh, can you ask how you're enjoying living down south? Uh, and Tim Smith followed that up with, what's your favourite item on the breakfast buffet at the Wolfram Abbey Marriott? So just kind of a two-in-one there. How are you finding it settling down, down south now? Well, our training ground's in Chigwell, which is obviously a beautiful part of the world. Um, the weather I'm not used to, I must admit. I think we've gone seven or eight weeks without any rain. When my four or five days back at home in them seven or eight weeks, every single day is rain. So um, the weather's fantastic. Obviously, it's a fan London is a fantastic city anyway. But um, yeah, I'm loving life. Um, what do we have on the on the buffet? I'm putting a bit of weight on now, so it's a full English every every single time. So I probably need to start to go to the salad a little bit more. Uh, the, full, the full English is, is well-deserved, I'm sure. But, but we've got to have a bit of a broader question here, more about you as a coach. And Ben uh, Boaty McBoatface Boatman has asked, what is your coaching philosophy? Which I guess might be hard to come up. <laughs> yeah, so a lot, of, a lot of people ask this question and, and they can go on, on fancy words and all this stuff. When I'm in possession, I want to ask the opponent as many questions as possible. Are you going to follow us into spaces? Are you going to drop off us? If not, then we're playing behind you. If you do follow us, we'll play into the spaces that you vacate. And out of possession, I want as least questions asked against my team as possible. And in a nutshell, I think that is what football is all about. You don't like being asked questions when you don't have the ball. And when you do have the ball, you want to move the opposition about and ask them as many questions as possible. Moving on to one about the, the squad now, and I know you've touched on it a little bit already, but Eddie Jones has asked uh, how much you believe in the, the, the squad beyond the first 11 and, and how, how strong do you feel it is uh, to fill in when suspensions and injuries happen? No, listen, every 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 manager dreads um, injuries. Um, it's a problem across the EFL, whether it be the Championship or, or League Two. Um, and the reason why we make so many changes last night is because people need a game. No, I've got to be honest, last night, listen, I want to win the next two games. I think we can beat Sutton at home. And I think we can beat Chelsea in the 21s at home. It was a difficult game last night because they didn't make many changes. <coughs> but if I'm if I'm calling upon Jaden Sweedy, if I'm calling upon Zach Aberio or whoever it may be, you've got 90 minutes now against good opposition. When if we don't make many changes and in the league, in the league game in two or three games time, we have suspensions, we have injuries, and them calling upon players that, you know, they, okay, they might have had a practice match in the training ground. It's totally different. So we, we were prioritising the league, um, but obviously we, we wanted to win that game. But these people short on match practice. There's still people coming back from injury, the likes of Craig Clay, the likes of, of, of Harry Smith. They need minutes. And if we never give them any minutes, they're never going to get up to speed. And following on from that then, Stephen Orient has asked uh, if you think that any more youth players not previously involved uh, will be breaking through into the first team squad. And I know we, we saw a few last night, um, some of the younger lads, but just, uh, what are you expecting from some of them this season? 
<clears throat> I think that the one that would get most game time would, would be Zacaberio. Um, Jaden Sweeney, we don't consider to be a young player no more. He's, he's, he's developing now. He's, he's turning into a man. And all the others, you know, Jeff, the Sonny, Harrison, um, Reese, they've all gone to, to non-league um, loan moves. Matt Young's obviously on loan at Wealdstone. Um, and we need to develop them that way. They train with us throughout the whole week. And then we need them to get that match against men, you know, at the weekend. If, 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 if we train them all week and they have no game at the end of it, the development is going to be going to be stifled. So it's important that he get a game. So that's the thinking behind that. We loan our young players out. This season, unless we get a lot of injuries, then it's going to be very difficult for them to break in the first team. But obviously want them to keep developing and want them to keep going forward. And then Piggy, backing off of that one as well, then I guess David Hodgson's asked what's happening with Matt Young. I know you said some of the young lads will get loans out. Some people are saying that he was loaned out to Wildstone, but then he's been playing in, in some of our reserve games as well. So I don't know if you can give an update on, on what's going on there. Yeah, so Matt Young is on loan at Wildstone. Um, he trains with every single day, but Wildstone haven't picked him. So he needed 90 minutes. The game was in midweek. Um, Wildstone didn't train that day. So we felt it was important that he got some minutes in, in his tank. So... It's up to him. His loan is finishing in soon. So it's up to him to, to try and force his way into to Wheelstone's team. But yeah, at the moment, he's still on loan there. And a couple of people have asked this one, but have you got any uh, superstitions or or um, any rituals you do pre-match or in training? No, when I was a player, I used to have loads. It was always the left shin pad on first and the right, then the left boot, then the right. But I think you end up going around the twist. So yeah, I think I, 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 I called a... I, I didn't... I don't know if we lost you for just a second, but I think we've got you back. Um, we'll, we'll wrap up just the final few before we let you get on yeah, with you your back. evening. Sorry, um, no, no worries. Um, what, what's been your best moment so far since becoming manager of Leighton Orient? Um, I think Paul Smith's goal against Rochdale. We was 1-0 down. We were suffering a little bit. And that little bit of magic obviously turned the game around. We came back to beat to to beat um to beat Rochdale. We then won our next two. And in terms of any threat against relegation, it was it was nullified. And then we could really plan at the end of last season for this season. So that was a big moment. The atmosphere in the game that day was was really, you know, tense because I think Rochdale played really well for the first 25 minutes, went one 0 ahead. But that moment of magic from Paul really turned our game around and then it made sure that we had a really good run in our, you know, we wasn't treading on eggshells come the last four or five games looking over our shoulder. It was a really comfortable end of the season. And when I'm sure you're sick of being asked, but I think I'm summing up quite a few questions here. The transfer window's closing soon. How are you expecting that the, the final stages of, of that to go? <laughs> well, we've done one today. So that will get announced probably tomorrow. Um... And then we'll just see if anything else pops up. Uh, obviously, at the moment, it'll be if anything does pop up, it'll be very limited in terms of budget going out. It'll be more or less a free loan. But you know, we've done one today, which we'll announce tomorrow, and and that would probably be us done. Well, we'll leave it with that then, Richie. Thank you so much uh, for joining us and asking the fans questions. We really <laughs> appreciate it. Go on and uh, enjoy the hotel bar this evening, uh, and of course, best of luck. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Cheers, guys. Ollie, I've got one thing for Richie before he leaves. Go ahead. Richie, as you've been in the East End now for six months, I believe it's six months, is there anyone taking you to a traditional Primash shop yet? No, no. 
actually, no one's ever took me to a pie and liquor shop. And Matt Harold's actually bought pie and liquor in for the players. How you drink, how you, sorry, how you drink, how you eat liquor with mash is unbelievable. How, it's just not very nice at all. Mash, it should be pie, mash and gravy. So, yeah, I'm not a big lover of that. Oh, well, I'm glad we're wrapping it up there, then, I'm sure. Don't want to set Glenn off either. <laughs> no, I appreciate it, Richie, and uh, we'll, we'll, let, we'll let you enjoy your gravy as well. No problem. Have a nice evening, guys. We'll stick to our liquor. Thank you so much. Uh, and, of course, if you missed uh, any of that interview from Richie Wellens, uh, this episode of The Warm-Up is going to be available to listen back to on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So head over there uh, and subscribe and follow as well to keep up to date with all the exclusives. And as Richie just said, a signing coming in there. So I think that's an ex- the first exclusive ever for the warm-up, Brendan. Um, exciting times. Yeah, very. <laughs> I was surprised. At, um, no, I'm not surprised, actually, because I think Richie is that kind of open guy. He's not going to lie to you when, in, when something's done. He's going to be honest and be straight up with you. And very exciting now to find out who that's going to be tomorrow. What, what area do you expect that might be in? And I, it, it's just purely speculation, just for the listeners. We, we don't know anything. <laughs> that's the first we've heard. What, what, what area do you expect that to be, Brendan? I think he has said in, in views he wants one more in central midfield. And I think if you look at it, maybe one more more kind of creative midfield player, that, that might be the area if I was going to speculate. And just to look back on what Richie said there, Glenn, it, it, it's clear how he gets the players to react so well. Just listening to him speak, on, on here you feel fairly inspired. Yeah. Yeah, you can, you can hear, hear it in his voice and his mentality. Like, we, like I said earlier, the winning mentality and getting these points across to players and, and like he said players sometimes think he's moaning but he, he's got high standards and he knows what it takes to get out of this division and in, if that's what he needs to do and get his point across to the players then who are they to argue with him you know he's got a real good f- philosophy like he said it's, it's a basic thing ask your opposition questions going forward be compact and try not can see goals when you're defending, you know. So he, he's just got this real. I, I, I love listening to him speak. He, he's very clear and concise with his points. I, I presume he's that way on the training ground as well. So players can't come across and say, "Well, I didn't understand what you meant." He's very clear in his in what he's asking people to do. So um, I, I, I really, really, really like him. He's a breath of fresh air. What did you make about what he said about how, when speaking about Tremor on Saturday about not letting the result? cloud over kind of what's what's the performance or what we're doing so what did you take from that when he was talking about Tranmere Glenn I think he was he was the point I, I got from that was if the result goes a negative way for us on Saturday it's not the be all and end all it's it's about how the guys are training which, which the supporters and, and we don't we're not privy to seeing during the week they're training really well they're they're, they're putting the effort in he, he rolled out the stats what they've been looking at today like we're in the top one or two are pressing in different areas and, and the effort and the attitude of the players is spot on. Yes, there's going to be times where we're going to be unlucky in games and it's going to go against us. I.e., I'm guessing he was saying that could happen Saturday, it could happen in 10 games time, who knows? But it's about other stuff that he's looking at rather than just that result. Well, hopefully it doesn't happen and hopefully it doesn't happen this Saturday uh, when the O's are next back in action. And it is, of course, a home game in E10 for the O's when Tranmere visits. So don't forget to go over to the Orient website to pick up your match tickets for that one to come down and get behind the boys. Uh, and international fans can watch along on Orient Live as well. But Brendan, 
it is a big one. Richie might say that the result the result isn't the be-all and end-all, but I'm sure all us fans are, are really desperate for us to maintain that unbeaten start. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to see, kind of look at the league table and see us at the top there. It's going to be another tough game. I think if you look back at last season, the, the last game of last season was Tranmere at home and, and, and they beat us that day. But I, I think we're a much different team now and, and the kind of tables flipped, flipped on its head a little bit in terms of Tranmere haven't started well. They're, they're in the lower bottom half of the table. They, they probably expect to be higher. They got a decent result last Saturday against Colchester, but ultimately I think we have to go into it as favourites. And if we show that kind of mentality and play like we have in our home game so far, I think we've got more than enough to, to stay at the top of the table. You, you, you mentioned the, the lower league position, but do you think this will be a tougher test than our last couple of league games, Glenn? I think most games in, in this division, apart from the standout couple at the top of the league who played very good football, I, I thought Swindon are a good side and, and we've done well to... We should have won away, and, but we got the point and I thought that was a, that was a, a good result. I think most most teams, this early on in the season, it is a bit unpredictable, but I, I think the quality we've got in our attacking midfielders and our forwards and the ones on the bench, we're just going to create lots of chances every single game. I'll be astounded if we we don't have minimum five to ten shots in a game for the rest of the season, you know. But it's like Richie said at the beginning of the season, he felt we wasn't scoring enough goals, but that's changing now. Confidence levels in them forward players are, are getting quite high now. And I think we, we're just going to outscore teams. I just hope that our defence, when you've got a lot of the ball and you're attacking a lot in games, it's very easy for your defenders to switch off and lose concentration just hope that they are concentrating, especially losing two goals on Saturday. Um, they're concentrating all the time when the ball's at the other end because that's when you're you're sort of most likely to concede a goal, you know, when the ball's at the other end. I know it sounds silly, but that's when it just flips and you get hit on the attack and, and your concentration levels are over the place. So I just think we're going to outscore teams um, throughout this season. And what kind of test do you think then that, that Tramble will actually pose on, on Saturday? What's, what's, what are they really about? I don't know too much about... I'll, I'll pass that one to Brendan. He, he, might, he might know a bit more about I, I was I was being the knowledge that he is. I was opening that one up to Brendan a little bit more. Well, not, <laughs> what what, what on, do you expect on, from, from yeah. Tramble? I mean, you know, we've seen Mickey Mellon's sides play come up against us quite a lot. They're, they're kind of bit more direct, kind of typical league to work hard. Got a couple of really good strikers that I like. Kane Hemmings is a, is a very good player at the level and Elliot Nevitt is a player they picked up from non-league who seems to have hit a bit of form this season. So it's going to be a tough test, obviously, but like I still think, like I said earlier, it's all about us. If we play like we have in, in these home games so far, we'll have enough firepower to blow them away. Well, hopefully we do blow them away. Uh, and of course, don't forget just another plug to go over and get your match tickets to get down to E10 and get behind the boys and for international fans to watch along with us on Orient Live. And also don't forget, if you miss Richie Wellens earlier, it will be available to listen back to as a podcast on Apple and Spotify. So head over and subscribe. Please give us a five-star rating if you can. Nothing less than that, please. I'm joking. You Give, give us whatever you think. But thank you so much um, for listening this evening and enjoy the rest of it. And we'll see you on Saturday even the O's face Tranmere up the O's Voiceify is the world's best conversational AI platform for designing building and publishing custom voice applications Leighton Orient used Voiceify to create our fan experience on Amazon Alexa and you can access it by saying Alexa open Leighton Orient 
If you're interested in learning how easy it is to voiceify your brand, visit www.voiceify.com. That's www.voiceify.com.